Vocalo Radio, Chicago's Urban Alternative, 91.1 FM. Nudia in the building with you. Look, I know it's Saturday. I know we're never in here. People are like, what is she doing? Isn't she sleeping in with her cats? No, no, no. I'm here because I have a very special guest in the building, a multi-talented artist. Child is in here. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we're in here today. Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're broadcasting live, breaking breaking up the music right now because mm-hmm. you have a show sold out actually yep congratulations Thank on that you. at shuba's tonight so we want to bring you in we want to talk about the album i love the album i was super excited to get you in here to get your viewpoint on making the album mm-hmm. because as a listener i think we interpret it one way and i'm sure you write it one way For especially sure. being a songwriter so I was excited to have you come in. I know two weeks ago you were stopping by South by Southwest. And so now you're here in the med- Midwest. Going to be at Shuba's tonight. Show is at 730. Yep. It is sold out. But if you could get your hand on a ticket somehow, some way, that's that's where it's going down. Yep. And so how many times have you been in Chicago before? So I've been in Chicago like two other times. And maybe I think once when I was a kid. Um, once at the Metro opening for Emotional Oranges and then Shubis last time and now we're here once again tonight. And how was it working with uh, Emotional Oranges? Because we, we play them a lot too here. Oh yeah, um, it was cool. I mean, we have like a, a musical relationship and a personal relationship. So it's like, you know, we're just friends and we always like get together and, you know, go out, grab food and also make records together. So it's cool. I love that. And so I also wanted to I also wanted to talk about this uh, article because, you know, I got to do my research a little bit. This one's the Toronto Star. I, I wanted you to clear this up a little bit. Okay. The headline is child doesn't care if you think their music is uncool. <laughs> and I feel like that was a clickbait. Is it a yeah. clickbait or? <laughs> you know what? It's I just I've this is going to sound uh, funny, but it's like I've cool these days can can just look like the same thing like every everybody everybody's version of cool is like the same thing and so where that came from was just i said cool has become synonymous with cringe in my book because if you're all wearing all the same thing and if you're you know into all of the same thing then that's not really being cool isn't isn't being yourself and being like unique cool i don't know that's just my definition Okay, I like it. Yeah. So so it is true. It wasn't just like super... Yeah, it was a little clickbaity because I read it too and I was like, wait, did I say that? That's crazy. <laughs> Your PR team's yeah. like, excuse me. I was like, wait, what do you mean? Nah, but uh, it's it's based in the truth. Okay, I love... But nobody I- came and said something's uncool. Like, I've never got that. Yeah. <laughs> what? I love that. And also, I was going to say, we, we talked a little bit before we jumped on air and we're an urban alternative station, mm-hmm. which is a new, different format. And I was listening to your album. I was like, if there was a way to define urban alternative, I feel like it's you. Like, how do you define your music? I think when you grow up in the 2000s, it's like you're exposed to bands like Linkin Park, Coldplay. You're exposed to 106 and Park. You're exposed to, you know, uh, Kanye, all these different things. And, you know, being a byproduct of that time, I think you're automatically blending genres and you're automatically just yeah just finding a version of you that comes through all of those influences and you know that's a urban alternative i love that and so let's let's get into the first song this is the the first single Mm -hmm. official single off the album could you tell us a little bit more about 
Bon Voyage and making it and what your thought process was? Yeah, Bon Voyage was uh, one of those songs that came up like kind of closer to the end, like right before having to share the music with um, the, the rest of the team. You know, when you're creating an album, you just kind of go in isolation and you start thinking, okay, what do I want to do? What, you know, where are we going? You travel a little bit and you just tried a bunch of different things. And then at the end, you find yourself asking yourself, well, what song do I want to lead with? What song is going to represent and kind of tee off this this next chapter? And Bon Voyage, you know, which in French means have a good trip, it just felt like the best uh, representation of where we were going with this. You know, an album that talks about leaving Montreal, going to L.A., and, you know, chasing your dreams, all the things that you're you're faced with. And so Bon Voyage is, you know, it's, it just felt like it, it made the most sense. And so that's what we went with. Bon Voyage. We're gonna play it now here on Vocalo Radio. If you let me take you round, show you things you never found. Vocalo Radio, Chicago's urban alternative. That was. Bon Voyage by Child, who is in studio with us. Hello. Hello, hello. And so that one is uh, the first single off your new album, Better Luck in the Next Life. Yep. What is that? What does that mean exactly? I mean... <laughs> who is that for? Who is that? Who, who who are you wishing better luck in the next life? You know what? It's it's kind of like a you know trying to pro- prophesize that for yourself. I think you you open yourself up. That was the ambition with this was like, how can you be the most honest and just tell your truth? And it's just like if I told you that I loved you right now, you would either love me back or you would that would kind of create like a, a, a fracture in our relationship. It would go one or the other ways. And so we would enter that next life. And uh, that's kind of what it was. And, you know, pretty dramatic. So better luck in the next <laughs> life. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I mean, I feel like everyone's felt that way a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know we've talked about you know your journey I think um you know in 2019 is when you first started kind of Mm -hmm. really popping showing up a little bit more and then the pandemic happened so I was gonna say I always like to ask songwriters Mm -hmm. did did you write a lot of material during the pandemic because I know like for me it was difficult to find creativity yeah like did a lot of this material when was it written so a lot of this material so let me kind of take you all the way back to the to to kind of how it all started take us back yeah let me take you back (laughs) so um at the time i had moved to la and then i was working with my friend pierre and we were just kind of writing songs through other artists and just trying to find you know you just kind of find your voice through the music just instrumentally and what ended up happening was there was just all these barriers and all these like uh opinions that would get in the way and certain timelines i mean which totally understandable but that's just kind of what happens with music and you end up with all these songs on your hard drive and that's not very fulfilling it's like me trying to tell you something and the message just goes out on mute because you don't ever get to hear it and one day you know we sat down and we said you know what let's let's just put this music out and see what happens and so we created a whole new set of music I was, you know, uh, encouraged to find my voice, you know, at, prior to that time, I wasn't really singing. And it was just, yeah, you just kind of one mountain after the other mountain that you have to kind of go over and, and, and get through. And then we came to writing the song, Count Me Out. 
And that song started to carve a path. And it, it was just really clear that, okay, this is something that's fresh. Great song, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. This is something that's fresh, and this is something that speaks to, uh, uh, you know, something that, that's, that felt like it was missing. You know, I was obsessed with Sam Cooke. I remember I was watching Being Mary Jane, and there was this, like, moment where somebody eased my trouble in mind, started playing, and I was just freaking out. And all that to say, you you just kind of find yourself through the music and, and just grow into it all. Um, and then the pandemic hit, so that, you know, that song gets released uh, at the end of 2019. Uh, we get to tour it a little bit, and boom, you're in the pandemic. So then Hope for Sale gets written. You know, that's a, an album that speaks to being in isolation, uh, trying to be the light when you're all just kind of bogged down and, and locked away. Um, so then now we're about to enter the third chapter where you're better luck in the next life. And Hope for Sale as a product of that time just ended up being a, in some ways like uh, a pandemic-ish kind of, you know, like let's let's be the light. Better Luck in the Next Life is this is what it took to get here. Nice mm -hmm. to meet you. This is where, this is what I've gone through. You know, leaving Montreal. It feels like that that moment, that the first song, Better Luck in the Next Life, to me, visually, is just getting on that train and just going. And that's the visual that I get. So that's that's what this album is about. Yeah. I, I love that. And I mean, I was it's so funny. I was telling Daisy, who is who was in the room, mm -hmm. uh, part of your team, that when I was I was uh, a couple of days ago, I, I'm getting Wi-Fi put in my house. Okay, so I need to go. <laughs> I need to go to the library to uh -huh. get the Wi-Fi. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I was listening to the album because I knew you were coming through, and I kept putting this song on repeat as I'm walking through the city in downtown and I was romanticizing my life heavy. Yeah. Like the romanticizing <laughs> was happening. I was playing the Good For Now yep. featuring Lucky Day. Yep. And I don't know, I'm a big fan of situationships right now. So it was hitting me really hard, you know? <laughs> so I just want to know, like, I want to know a little bit more about that song because there's, you know, the way I received it. Mm -hmm. But I always love to hear the way that it was actually written, you know, by yeah. the person who made it. Yeah, I mean... So my, my view on love and relationships, any relationship, friends or uh, romantic, is I, I'm not like a, a, against commitment, but my commitment shows up by choosing you every day. And so I kind of have like a 24-hour cycle with all my relationships. It's like tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and decide if I'm in it with you or not. But what happens is you're, you keep committing to the same people over and over and over again because you love them. And... But you also want to live in the moment and know that like everything isn't forever. And so that song really shows up and says, you know, whatever it is, it's good for now. And I just really want to to be here with you right now. I'm going to go to the lengths of where the, wherever we go. And uh, hopefully we have tomorrow. But let's kind of both understand that it's not promised. I'm a Gemini, so I could never, I could, it's day by day for me. I could never make up my mind. Yeah. So what was it like working with Lucky Day? Or did, did mm -hmm. you already have a relationship with him? Yeah, so I had worked on Candy Drip as a producer. And uh, we had also collaborated on Compassion on that uh, on that album. And just, uh, you know, being a fan and living in, in Los Angeles, I feel like you, you know, you, you meet people in passing. And that relationship turned into just kind of a last-minute call. Like, hey, I, I have this idea. I think we should... Uh, make this song and see how it goes, you know, no pressure or whatever. And a few hours into it, Good For Now started to emerge itself. And that's probably the song that took arguably the least amount of time. It just like wrote itself. And I think maybe two weeks later, it was 
printed and ready to go. I love it. And I mean, we're, we're talking about it a lot because you don't have that many features on the album, yeah. you know? Um, so it was it was noticeable when I saw that feature. Yeah. So we'll let everyone else listen to it. We're, we're done talking about it. And here's uh, Good For Now, Child and Lucky Day here on Vocalo Radio. For now, lucky day, child. Um, right now, we have child in studio with us. It's Vocalo Radio 91.1 FM, Chicago's urban alternative. I'm so glad we got to play that one. Yeah. I was I was really uh I was really feeling that song this morning while I was getting ready mm-hmm. coming to this interview. And so we're talking about your new uh, album, Better Luck in the Next Life. And how long did this album take you to complete? I would say probably just over a year. You know, it's it's you know songs like Hell and High Water. Funny enough, that song uh, I had written pretty much days after writing Count Me Out. Mm. So it was one of those where it, it's probably the only one that kind of came over from from previous work. Um, yeah, I mean, it was I had this idea of just like bringing in like some trip hop elements and like I was listening to Portishead a lot. I was listening to Tricky, uh, Radiohead, all these different things and. I tried to immerse myself in those soundscapes uh, and extract some of the the musicality that they were they were doing. There was a bit of a dissonance that they that they had in those records, and I was like, "How can I make that dissonance but a little sweeter?" Um, so that was just you know the the little nerd in my head talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and like going going through the track list, it's really cool because you could definitely listen to the album mm. from top to bottom, beginning yeah. to end. And I don't know, as a listener, I feel like that's it's becoming a little bit more rare True. these days. People put like so many songs in there and like you're like, did you really want this on there? But this album, you know, you could just listen to top to bottom and it flows pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, I, we were saying before, you know, we cut we cut to the song. You didn't have that many features. Right. In the album. And so in the future, is there anyone you would be like dying to work with or have featured on your your next project? I mean, a lot of the features up to this point have been features that were personal relationships. You know, Lucky Day, Alina Barras, those are people that uh, I had uh, collaborated with before. Charlotte Cardin on this record was someone I met at the Juno Awards and like we just like, she came to a show and we had just built that relationship uh, rather quickly. And so a lot everyone that's on there, including the producers that I collaborate with are just friends, people I'm happy to go to dinner with. Um, in the future, I mean, I do want to kind of spread the, 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 the vibes and, and I do want to collaborate. So I'd love to collaborate with Tyler, the creator. I mean, he would oh be my incredible. Gosh, that would just, yes. I feel like we'd be able to create something Did you really listen to, to <laughs> I mean, it dropped yesterday when, you know, the, the estate sale version mm-hmm. of. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just one of those minds. It just, there are people that, you know, from you know, people that are goaded, like the Pharrells, the Kanye's, the. All these people like that, but then also in the dance space, like the Rufus Dussauls and the Odezas, oh, mm. there's like, there's something there that cigarettes after sex. I like would love, would be, oh I would love God. to hear a, yeah. a track like that from yeah. you. It would, it would be like, I'm, I'm a big fan of artists that you know don't sing at me, just like, just are really chill, and that's just the type of voice that speaks to me personally. I have enough anxiety in my life. <laughs> 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 and so, um, you are playing. Shubas tonight. That's yep. why we have you in here doing mm-hmm. a little takeover, 
playing some of the album. It is sold out. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you very much. And so tonight, what could people expect that are coming to the show or, or, or trying to still come to the show? I would say uh, it's a lot more energetic than you think. You know, there's edits, new edits, new versions of songs. Like I like to really explore the musicality and the music. So if you're a fan of music, fan of live music, you'll definitely enjoy the experience. And also, you know, we're going to play all your favorite songs. So pull up. And I saw there's there's a few dates left. Yep. I mean, it looks like you're at the tail end mm -hmm. of your tour. Stretch. Yeah. So what what comes after the tour? So after the tour, I have my family coming to hang out with me at home in L.A. And then that'll be really cool for about a week. I go to Europe and then start writing again. You know, this is this is what I love to do. I've, I've gotten so much energy being a creative. You know, you're a, you're a sponge. So everyone that's just feeding you all their personal stories and their relationships with the music and get into performing all that energy you have to kind of put it down somewhere you know before too much time passes so get back into new music i love that and because you know do you consider yourself a singer by the way um uh, yeah now i do <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I i'm just such a fan of music that like i respect uh i i'm i, I respect every I, I have my own voice and mm -hmm. i think that that's what i've learned and you know not everybody is made for american idol but I have I have a, a, a tone, uh, an intention, a story. I have something that is worth offering. And through that, through accepting that, yeah, I'm definitely a singer. I love that. And sure. and you, you write your own music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love that you were able to tell us, like, the thought process of some of these songs. Yes. And, you know, if you listen to the album, it does center, I feel like, around a lot of romantic relationships and things like that. Yeah. And so, you know, I always like to ask artists, like, do you, does anyone ever hit your line? Though, is this song about me? Is this, <laughs> is number seven, track seven. Is that's me, right? I, I, I always. That is uh, that. I would never tell you who the song is about. Really? Ever. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blurring that line. No, no, no. no. The, who? Like the if the person hits you up. Like, oh yeah, no. Even that person, I won't. I won't tell. You them. won't tell no, them. Absolutely not. Oh you my gotta, gosh. You got the the art is for interpretation. So you. Okay. Could, I'm more interested in what you think it's about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, look, look, you got to keep them guessing. Yep. So you're going to write more music. Yes. I was going to say, do you ever give yourself time to live? Because I feel like I, coming off a tour, mm -hmm. you know, to write new material, you have to go through new things, right? Absolutely. Like, so how much time do you usually give yourself for that? Well, so what happens is before you release music, it's like you hand in the music uh, kind of, you know, months and months before it actually gets released in order to develop an actual kind of plan and uh, impact. So, and you know, doing the videos and all these different things. So you have time to live within that time and then traveling, getting to see all the fans and all these different cities. Um, yeah, and then I'm obviously gonna travel a little bit and I like to travel while writing. So I will find myself probably in Japan and Paris and Berlin. There's a lot of living that's gonna happen. The difference is the, the songs will be written probably later that evening or while you're looking later. out at the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> while we're looking, penning down, writing some bars yeah. while the Eiffel Tower is shining. Yeah, I spend most of my time writing outside of the studio. Okay. Because that's where that's where it happens. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool to envision, too, when listening to the, the songs as well. Mm -hmm. So, again, a child in here. Where could people find you if they want to follow you? Things yeah. like that. So, uh, on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere, all the DSPs, just write C-H-I-I-I-L-D. And you will be able to find child. Perfect. And let's leave them with one more song. This one's Antidote. Yep. 
And so what was the inspiration behind this track? So I wanted to do something that had energy that was also relaxing and chill and just, you know, ambient. Uh, as a fan of Coldplay, as a fan of like U2 and all these different things, uh, and then grunge and The Cure and all these, you know, uh, sounds, uh, Antidote kind of manifested itself. So that's Antidote. Perfect. We'll get to it. And thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. And again, Shuba's tonight show starts at 730 or doors open at 730. Just come early. That's, <laughs> don't, don't, you know, it's going to be a night. Like, let's, let's just, let's just, just pull up. Strap, okay, just pull up. And uh, again, thank you so much for being here with Vocalo yeah. today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for highlighting us.